Hey everybody, welcome back to my podcast. I am your host Jada Sharice and it feels so good to be back on the mic y'all. I have not recorded since October and as you know the last episode, episode 11 dropped in November so it's been a minute y'all and honestly I have been tired like Jada been tired. So I'm gonna tell you everything that's been going on and of course I'm sharing the good news of what God has done And I really want to start with this testimony. And it's not even mine, but it's it's to be told. Last year, I was working at River Oaks Mall when I was working for 106.3. And there was this man that I would see all the time. I was always in the mall and he was in the same spot every single day. He would always have his Bible. And sometimes I would see him with maybe two to three people. So... The more I saw him, I thought, oh, he must be a pastor. Like, maybe this is where he meet for Bible study. Now, the very first time I seen him, he had a few people surrounded by him. And I seen that he had his Bible and everyone was really engaged and he was teaching God's word. And I thought that was amazing. The second time I seen him, he was sitting by himself. I was in the mall. I was there every single day. And so was he. So the second time I seen him, I was walking by. No one was over there. And God said, go and introduce yourself. And I was like, no, God, no, no, because I didn't know what to say. And what if I was wrong, you know, coming out and say, hey, are you a pastor? But I really was just heavy in the word during this time. And I was still rebuilding my relationship with God and we were getting closer. So God knew exactly what he was doing, of course. And you'll find out why. So the second time I did not go, you know, when I seen him, God told me to go introduce myself. I said, no, I did not listen. How dare I tell God no? Now, the third time I seen him, again, he was by himself. And I sat down. He was sitting on the bench. And then on the opposite side of him, like behind him, there was another bench. And I was sitting there because I was waiting for the management office to open. How ironic, right? So I'm sitting there and I'm behind him. And then some people came over and it was the same thing. It was Bible study. He had like some young guys this time. It was two guys sitting next to him and they were just stopping by to hear God's word. And I was nodding as he was talking and teaching because those were things that I was learning. And at this point, you know, again, I'm still building my relationship with God, getting to that place where I can memorize scriptures and I'm reading the word every day. So I love sitting there and I was listening to him. And to be able to know what he's talking about or what scripture that was or what story that was, like, I felt good, you know. So I'm sitting there, management office opens, never said anything to him, and I got up. But before I got up, actually, let me correct myself. I didn't say anything to him, but I said, that's right, amen, to myself. I never turned to him, but when he heard me, he turned around and he said, did you say something? And I said, oh, no, I'm sorry. And then I got up because the office had opened. So that was the only thing that we said to each other. Then God said, this was a few days later, and he told me again, go and introduce yourself. So I listened. I said, okay, God. I went over to him. He was sitting by himself, same bench, had his Bible out. And I said, "Um, excuse me, I just wanted to introduce myself. My name is Jada. And are you a pastor? I see you often with your Bible. And I'm wondering if you hold Bible studies here. And he said, actually, no, I'm homeless. And I'm like, what? 
This man looked clean. He didn't look like he had a worry in this world. He looked like this is what I do. You know, I come to the mall. I meet with some young people, even some older people. I have Bible study with them and I go about my business. And I'm just like homeless. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I didn't, I had no idea, but I see you all the time. And honestly, the Holy Spirit told me to come and introduce myself. So I wanted to come and introduce myself. So we talked. I sat down and I told him who I was and, you know, what I'm reading right now and the um, the Bible version that I read in. I asked him, what is he currently studying? What Bible does he read from, you know, because he had the study Bible. So we talked and we talked and we talked. And I found out that he had been homeless for almost two years at that point when I met him last year in 2018. He said he had been homeless and I asked what happened and he was working for a company. He got laid off and everything went downhill from there. He told me some more about his life and how it's been being homeless. And it was nothing bad, nothing bad. He would tell me things like he's never once had to ask for anything anything he's never had to ask for money he's never had to beg people that walk by him in the mall for change or to buy a meal God has provided for him ever since he's been homeless y'all and he would always tell me that he was living by faith and sometimes people think that we have to operate in faith sometimes or when we're praying for something or when we're asking God for something but he said it's so important to understand Living by faith and walking by faith is a lifestyle. It's every single day. It's not one time out of the month or when you need something or when you're praying for something or waiting for something from God. It's a lifestyle. And I'll never forget that. So we became friends. We became friends. And I asked him, was there a way that I can get in contact with him? Because I wanted to be his friend because he was just, he had this light over him. And for God to tell me to introduce myself to him, this was someone that I should have been connected with. This was, um, God was putting me on a journey. He was placing me with this person for a reason. And I'm so, so, so glad that I listened and God forgave me for being disobedient the very first time that he told me to introduce myself. But anyway, we became friends and he would call me and check on me, mind you. This man is homeless. I'm well. I'm taken care of. I have a home. I have a car, a job. I'm fed every day. And he would call to check on me, not to ask for anything. Just how was your day? How is everything going? I know that you, you know, you told me about writing your book. How's that going? How was your weekend? And it's just like, wow. He could be throwing a pity party. He could be bitter. He could be upset with God. He could be asking for me to come back to the mall to feed him. But he was literally just calling to check on me. Yeah, we take so much stuff for granted, for granted. We do. And just to have him call me to check on me, it just will always get me so emotional. I'm getting emotional right now. Um, Okay, I'm good. So to speed things up. We, you know, became really good friends. I would always look for him in the mall and he knew where I was stationed. So he would always drop by and he would understand when I was busy, but he would always come with his Bible and he would always be coming to to educate, to talk about God's word or something that intrigued his mind. And it was just always 
Bible study for us. You know, he would always stop by and we would have Bible study. And then in the evening, like if I was busy during the during the day, I would call him like, hey, you know, I was busy today, but how was your day? Was there a scripture that you wanted me to, you know, memorize or to talk about with you? And then he also one day gave me this, um, these like index cards with different scriptures. And the church that he was going to and he loved so, so much. But he said he didn't want to go to that church because it's been a long time and he didn't want to go the way, you know, within his situation with him being homeless and not dressed to the par or how he would like to be dressed or how he would like to feel confident in his outfit. Um, And then it was also it was a ways out. So it was always my goal to take him to church take him to his church I will pick him up from the mall and we would go and go to church and get us some lunch and I'll drop him back off and I always wanted to do these things for him because just think if you were in that situation if you were in his shoes wouldn't you want someone to be there for you you know you met this person randomly and they have a good spirit you don't have anybody you're homeless so I always thought what if I was in his shoes I wanted to do everything that I would want someone to do for me that I've connected with, that God has sent my way. There was this one time where I was out and about and God told me that Eddie needed a suitcase. So I said, okay, I went and I found him a suitcase. I know that he would usually have like a book bag or it was like a rolly bag that he had. So I wanted to make sure I got him a decent sized suitcase But I also wanted to buy him some things because winter was coming. So I bought him a ton of sweaters and jeans and just different things that I thought was appropriate for a day-to-day, but also to go to church because he was worried about his appearance if he went to church. So I got him some cardigans and, you know, some dress shirts and sweaters, all these things. But I would always ask him, what's your size? And that was weeks before actually getting him something because I knew that I was going to, you know, be buying him clothes and shoes. After leaving the store, I called him and I said, hey, I was wondering, did you need a suitcase? God told me that you were in need of one. And he said, wow, God is so amazing. God is so good. Yes, I need a suitcase. I had a suitcase, a really small one. I don't carry it around with me, but the zipper just broke today. The zipper broke and yes, I need a suitcase. And I was just like, wow, 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 wow. God is so, so amazing. And it's important to hear God's voice and to be obedient and just pray for discernment and wisdom, you know, and those were things and still are things that I pray for. So anyway, because I don't want to make this too long, got him the suitcase. I got him a coat for the winter time and hat and gloves. I would always go and find him at the mall. He will only be one or two places. I would ask him, you know, did you eat today? I would give him money. He never asked for anything. I always gave, gave, gave. And that's what he said. Ever since he's been homeless, God has put people in his life to provide for him. People in his life who have been a blessing to him. He has not had to ask for anything and he hasn't went without. And he's been homeless for, at this time, he said a year and a half. So this is where it gets it gets sad, but it's bittersweet. I ended up losing contact with him. He had this phone, but it wouldn't work all the time. So sometimes it would charge, sometimes it wouldn't. So as of lately, his phone has been going straight to voicemail. 
But the last time that I talked to him, he said that he may be going out of town with his son, but he wasn't sure. He has to pray about it, and he always consulted with God first. I even tried to get him in a shelter, and he declined it. He he appreciated the gesture, and he said, thank you, but I need to talk to God first. And the next day, he called me, and he said, you know what? I can't do it. God said not to. He said to stay where I am. This is where I'm supposed to be. And I have to listen to God because if I don't, I don't know where I will be. I wouldn't know what to do. And I said, I respect it 100%. You know, just know that I'm here for you and I'm here to help if there's anything that I can do. The last time we spoke, he wasn't sure if he wanted to go out of town. He said he needed to pray about it. And that was the last time we spoke. So I didn't know if he was out of town or not. So I was thinking, well, maybe he can use his son's phone to call me because I hadn't talked to him in like four months and I've been calling and calling and calling. So I finally decided to go out to the suburbs and I wanted to go to the mall and look for him. He can only be one or two places. He's always there. And if he's not at the mall, I know two different other places that he is um, usually at. So I get to the mall and I'm praying like, God, I hope I see him. I hope that we can get reconnected. I hope that he's doing well because he did have some pain in his legs and all this other stuff. So I went into the mall with confidence. Like I know he's going to be right here in the food court and he wasn't. And then I checked his other spot and he wasn't there either. So I went to this place um, in the food court and I said, I don't know if you know him, but there was this homeless man who's always here in the mall. He always has his Bible. He's tall. He has gray hair. Have you seen him? And he said, oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. God has blessed him with a house. He hasn't been here for a while, a long time. You know, God has blessed him with the house and baby, I lost it. This man had customers. There was a line. And when he told me that, I just, just burst into tears and I'm trying to hold them back right now, but it's just amazing. It's amazing how God is just, just faithful how he is always providing, how he is always blessing us, how he loves us in spite of. And I just want to encourage you with that testimony. I still haven't heard from him. Give me a minute, (laughs) y'all. I still haven't heard from my friend, but I'm just so happy to know that he has a home, that he has a roof over his head that he's warm and I just pray that he's doing well and he's working just thinking that this time last year I was buying him a suitcase and clothes and a coat and this man is blessed with a home now God is just so good so good and the last time we spoke I actually called him and I said hey I had a dream last night God told me to tell you that You won't be in this for too long. You are about to get out of this. You will be delivered. You will have a home. You will no longer be homeless. And he was just on the phone saying, hallelujah, hallelujah, amen, amen. And he was just so excited. And to think that that was the last conversation that we had. And the next report that I get on him is this man has been blessed with a home. It's so, 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 so amazing. It makes me so, so, so happy. So I encourage you to use this story as a testimony. If you know someone who is going through something, it it doesn't even have to be about homelessness. Someone is going through something and they need to be reminded that God is still working. God is always working. 
that is already done and do the same thing that my friend did. Stay heavy in the word. Have faith. Live by faith. Walk by faith. Stay invested in God and just depend on him. You know, just just depend on God and he will never, ever let you down. His word will never, will never return void. And for that person who's going through something, I encourage you to remind yourself every single day. Tell yourself this as many times during the day that you need to. It won't always be like this. It won't always be like this because it won't. It won't. Greater is coming. Y'all have no idea how hard that was to not do my ugly cry while recording. I do not apologize for being emotional because that's just how I am when it comes to God and I love sharing the good news and all of his many blessings. So sorry, not sorry. Speaking of greater, now it's time for my testimony. I was praying for a financial increase. I was praying for an actual career. I was praying for consistency. I was praying for options. Yeah, I was just praying for a lot. Okay, so... Um, everything worked out as it always does. You have to be patient. You have to trust the process and faith without works is dead. So I had to put in work too, you know, and I did and I was blessed. It's so funny because my last blog post that I wrote and published on jadastreets.com says last week I got late. That's the title. And I gave this whole story about how I got laid off technically the company closed but I didn't care I was happy this is God saying that I should be an entrepreneur and I should focus on this and that but child those tables turned and those bills did not stop and those side hustles was not adding up to my full-time lifestyle so I started praying 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 this blog piece here is $20,000 increase in one month before that Because even though I got this increase, you need to know how I got it, what it took, what I had to go through, what I was praying for. There's always a story. And here's mine. I know, I know the last time we spoke, I was going on and on about how the company closed, how I was so happy to not work a nine to five, how I turned down job offers. But honey, listen, those tables turn. I went from loving my freedom to looking at my bills like, okay, God, I need some consistent income freelancing and the few side hustles I have can't possibly keep up with the bills in the way I was living while working full-time. So I started applying to every job I thought I was qualified for and went into my prayer closet. I asked God to bless me with a full-time job. I asked him to bless me with options, with multiple interviews so that I could choose wisely. I asked him to guide me during this process to make the right decision. I asked for financial increase, but I didn't hear from him. About a week later, I started applying to even more jobs, and the fact that nothing was taken off from me, I figured, well, maybe this is what God has for me. Maybe I should just wait and stop applying. Maybe I should continue with the focus of being an entrepreneur. See, I had a few people promising me employment once something opened up, but nothing. Then I started telling myself to be patient, be cool, be cool. One day I was driving in the job that was guaranteed to me I randomly looked to my right and there it was I can't tell y'all how many times I drive down that same street and never noticed it so I thought for sure that was God sending me a sign like yep I got that job so I got excited and I stayed patient I'm getting there y'all weeks later still nothing but God told me stay the course 
I then applied for this job I really wanted. I'm talking about I begged God for this opportunity. While in my prayer closet, he finally responded and asked, you really want this job? Do you really want to work? And I said, yes, God. Like, yes. So that following week, I had call after call, email after email. Y'all, I was so tired. Interview after interview, I had options, which is exactly what I prayed for, right? So many options, though, that I was tired and overwhelmed. Now, in the midst of this, I turned down three offers. Within the interviews I was going on, I turned down three offers. Now, what person who has been begging God for a job has the nerves to turn down opportunities? Me. Because although I really wanted a job, I wasn't going to settle. See, I did that before. I asked God for options, but I also asked him for guidance, for discernment, and for wisdom. The job that I really wanted, it took forever to get an interview scheduled. There's a point I'm going to make later about that. Honestly, I went in with confidence because we had history, and I kind of felt like, okay, okay, I got this job based on that. I also asked someone to put a word in for me, but I also learned that we don't need man for favors. We don't need handouts. God will give us what we ask for in a greater way because his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. And he knows the plan he has for us. So while waiting to hear back from the job I wanted, I continued on with my interviews and I even picked up a second option I was considering. I fell in love with their mission and I had a really great interview. But did I want to stay in the same industry just because I had the experience? No. I applied to jobs that matched my resume, but realistically, I wanted to focus on communication and media. So since I hadn't heard back from my very first choice of job, I wanted because of their busy schedule. On the other hand, the second option was super persistent and moving quickly. After doing some thinking, I reached out and told them I was no longer interested and wanted to pursue a different industry. Now, this is the job who made time for me, who wanted me in the door, who rearranged their schedule so I can come in. This was option number two. And I turned it down. But child, they were not taking no for an answer. They were floored after my interview. They wanted me on their team and they knew I would be a great fit. But still, I declined twice to move forward with the process. But God was telling me to pay attention. While I was trying to pursue a different industry, he had something else for me. Side note, this is the part when I elaborate on not settling and understanding what God has for you, okay? They knew my worth. They seen the value I would add to the team and the organization as a whole. They worked around my schedule and they went around my no every time. I did more research, more praying, consulted with Mr. Lawrence, and we both felt like there was a reason for this journey and their persistency. It was that job that made time for me and made me high priority. Here's the point I was making about job option one that I wanted. It was that job that knew my worth from day one. It was that job that God had for me. I was set on what I wanted, but that's not what God had for me. So I agreed to a final interview with the president of the organization who I now assist. And I truly enjoyed her presence, the conversation we had and how well the interview went. It was this job that I felt like would challenge me, that would push me to excellence, that would advance me in my career. It was this job that said, we understand that you want to focus on communication, so let's have you sit in on the communication team meetings. They were meeting me halfway, y'all. All that to say, that same job I tried declining was the best decision I could have made by accepting. I absolutely love where I work and the mission I am working towards every day. 
Every day I'm learning something new and becoming better at my job. Every day I'm being challenged and pushed to excellence. Not to mention, I asked for one thing and they came back with an even higher salary offer. Yes, Scott, come through. I then politely emailed the job I started out really wanting. Y'all remember that job, option number one. And I kindly let them know I accepted an offer. It had been two weeks since I even heard from them anyway, so it all worked out and that wasn't for me. I also emailed the person who interviewed me and pushed me to understand the benefits of the role and the organization of option two, the job I kept trying to decline. I thanked her for seeing this as a great fit, even when I didn't. Yesterday, which was October 21st, made one month in my new role. I went from being unemployed the first four months of the year to the company closing after three months of employment to a 20000 increase. Tell me God ain't real. Tell me God not working. Prayer, prayer, prayer. Takeaways. I encourage you to stay the course, to know your worth, to be patient, to pray and wait for God. I encourage you to not be afraid to decline offers, to walk into interviews with confidence, to say no to the wrong opportunities, regardless of how bad you need a job. Choose a job that will add value to you, a job that makes you feel wanted and needed, a job that picks you too. Thank you so much for listening, y'all. I had to share that because, again, there's someone out there who may be going through this or know someone who's going through it. And I just encourage you to stay patient, to know your worth, you know, to negotiate, to not downplay your talents and what you can bring to the table. And don't settle. Don't settle in friendships and relationships and jobs. Do not settle. I was actually thinking yesterday um, to myself about this job, how not only did I want to focus on communication and media when this opportunity was presented to me, but to just keep it real, I didn't want a job where I had to work hard. I had just did some temp work at um, a company and I got paid decent money to do nothing. Really, I was so bored every single day, but it paid well. So it's like, why not do this? But then God told me, don't run from growth. You wanted a job that was going to pay you well for you not to do anything. But where would the growth come in? What would you be learning? What new skill sets would you be bringing to your next interview or your next opportunity? So don't run from growth, y'all. You can't grow if you are comfortable. They say you really grow and you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable because that's when you grow. So I just encourage you to keep that in mind. Do not run from growth. And I really pray that these testimonies today has blessed you and you can share this with someone else and bless them. I wanted to focus today on just how amazing God is because I've really been focusing on becoming a better person to just be more focused in the word and be mindful of who and what I'm giving my energy to. It's so hard to stay focused sometimes when you're doing so many things. Like just imagine I'm promoting my book. You know, I have my podcast. I'm working on different projects and I'm a freelance writer. I'm the assistant to the president of this organization. There's a lot going on. I'm a girlfriend. You know, I'm a full-time mom as well. So it's a lot to manage sometimes, but you have to stay focused. And no matter how busy life gets, you have to make time for God. And not just those early morning prayers or just a quick prayer here and there, like you have to sit down with God. You have to read his word 
and just continue to build a, a deeper relationship with him because life is going to throw some things at you and you have to know how to handle it, you know, and what to be praying for and what to be rebuking. You know, you have to be praying for discernment and it's important that we make time for God and just just thank him, just praise him and share the good news because somebody needs this. Somebody needs our story and it's not our story to keep, but I always say it's our story to tell. I also had to realize that I wasn't making enough time for God and with God because I know when I'm heavy in the word and I'm going to church and I'm praying and not those quick prayers, but really sitting down to talk with God, to just say thank you and just to magnify his name. My life goes just everything takes off like it is on cloud nine. It's opportunity after opportunity. I'm writing, writing, writing ideas, ideas, ideas. There's no I'm not stagnant or there's no writer's block, any of that. But that's all because I'm giving, giving, giving to God. I'm making time for him, you know, and in return, he's blessing, blessing, blessing me. So it's so, so important to make time for God to stay focused, you know, read your Bible plans and meditate on it. Try and memorize the word of the day. It's easy for you to open the app, read the word of the day, and then you get home and you don't know what the word of the day was. Because your mind is programmed to read the word of the day. But are you meditating on that? Are you studying that? Are you memorizing that? And I'm saying that because I had to tell myself, you reading the word of the day every day. But when you get home after work, you don't know what the word of the day was. So slow down. Stop rushing your time with God. Now, thank y'all so much. Thank you so much for listening, for always supporting, for reading my blogs, for listening to my podcast. For purchasing brokenness that made me whole, I've come a long, long way from not wanting to start my blog to then publishing a book, to publishing a book, to creating my podcast, and publishing my book to creating brokenness that made me whole girl talk. Thank you so much to all of my guests who was on season one of More to the Story, the podcast and show. I couldn't have made it to over 1,700 downloads, 1,700 downloads without y'all. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being so brave and having the courage to come and tell your story. A lot of people release some secrets, some things that they haven't said out loud, some things that they haven't told anyone outside of their friendship, outside of their circle. I know it was times where I had to like, wait, did I really just say that? You know, but that's what happens when you are healed or you're in the process of becoming healed. You have to be honest. You have to be honest in order to heal. So I thank all of you for coming on and sharing your story, whether it was overcoming suicidal thoughts, whether it was overcoming adoption, overcoming adversities in your life, just the many things that you guys talked about just opened the door for someone else to open up about their story, to get to a place where they feel comfortable to share their story, to help someone else. So thank you so much for always sharing your stories, for the messages you guys send me after reading my book. Y'all, it means so much to know that I didn't just put myself out there for no reason. I didn't tell my business No, I told my story of brokenness and how I became whole and the complete healing that I had to do, the rebuilding my relationship with God. 
So many people have reached out to me like I needed this. I can relate to every single page. People have been in tears after reading my book. And it, it's just, it means so much to me because I know that this is all God's doing. This is his will. And I'm glad that I'm at a point where I can tell my story with a smile. I can tell my story with confidence. I can tell my story at peace. It took me a while to get there. And I told God, I don't want to write about this no more. I don't want to write about being heartbroken. I'm not even that person anymore. But God said, it's bigger than you. Before I go, I also want to let y'all know... I was approved to become a Black Christian influencer. So check us out on Instagram. We have an app. We have a whole page. We have a whole community. Black Christian influencers is on Instagram. Make sure y'all follow. It is the holiday season. Brokenness That Made Me Whole is available on Amazon. So it's the perfect gift for the woman who's single, the woman who needs encouragement while she's single, or for the woman who's with someone and you trying to tell her, girl, if you don't leave him alone because you blocking your blessing, just purchase Brokenness That Made Me Whole for her. It's available on Amazon. I am also a part of this amazing anthology with 40 other authors. It's 100 Words of Inspiration. I have a chapter in that book and the title of that chapter that I wrote is God Does Not Waste Our Pain. He does not. He does not. He does not. I took my pain. I created art. I created a book so that I can help heal other women. Last but not least, make sure you have subscribed to my blog if you haven't already. More to the story, jadasharice.com. Now that I'm done promoting myself, I do want to ask you all to just keep me lifted in prayer because I still haven't reconnected with my friend. Ever since I visited the mall, they told me, you know, God has blessed him with the house and he's living in Chicago. He's in the city, but I still can't get through to him um, on his phone and he hasn't called me. So I just hope that y'all keep me lifted in prayer because I do want to reconnect with him and just talk to him and make sure he's all right. Now, back to my thank yous. I promise I'm done after this, y'all. Major shout out to House Hill Media. I couldn't have done any of this without House Hill Media. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for just a great run for season one. Thank you for managing my social media, all of the promotional materials. Thank you for just distributing to the different platforms. Thank you for being so professional. Y'all, if you are looking to start a podcast, get with me, get with House Hill Media because you will go far. I did mention 1,700 downloads over 1,700 downloads. No, but seriously, thank you so much to House Hill Media. Y'all, 2019 is coming to an end, and I hope that you make 2020 your best year. I know we say this often, almost every year, oh, this is going to be my best year. Do it. Do it, do it, do it. Because I seen a status today, and it was so fire. It spoke to my soul, and it said, next year, I'm not trying to say next year. As in every year, you saying, I'm going to do it this year, and then you don't do it. So then the next year, you saying, I'm going to do it this year. Let's actually do it this year. Do it in 2020. Everything you've been promising yourself, everything you've been saying you're going to go get, that job, that degree, that certificate, starting that business, writing that book, do it. Like actually do it in 2020. Stop making excuses and stop letting fear control you. Fear is the enemy of faith. So step out on faith, take a chance and do what you need to do. Life is too short, y'all. But anyway, I'm done preaching. Let me get out of here. I love y'all so much. 
please make sure you follow more to the story the podcast on instagram follow black christian influencers on instagram which i am now a part of brokenness that made me whole on amazon 100 words of inspiration on amazon thank you for y'all support i love y'all so much happy new year and until next time because there's always always more to the story the effort he put in.